0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. St. John Henry Newman, Apostle to the Doubtful, by Mariel Trevor and Leonie Caldicott. The later years continued. Father Faber. Another element in the picture was Father Frederick Faber, an enthusiastic Oxford convert, 13 years younger than Newman, who arrived with a train of followers, young university men and village youths from his old parish. He had already formed them into a community which he called the Brothers of the Will of God. Father Dominic Barbary, called them the Brothers of the Will of Faber. They outnumbered Newman's group and came saddled with the responsibility for a mission in the country, at old cotton college, where a church had been built by Pugin for Lord Shrewsbury, who was not at all willing to be thus deserted. In consequence, several fathers had to be posted there to run the mission, until Newman could achieve a settlement with the Earl and the diocese. Faber, who had taken the name of Wilfred, pushed Newman into making a foundation in London, almost before the Backstreet One in Birmingham, and got himself put in charge as rector. This forced Newman to divide his group before they had really grown together and send some of his best men to London. From 1850, when Wiseman became the first Cardinal Archbishop of Westminster in the restored hierarchy, the London Oratory invariably came to the notice in the public eye. Wiseman invited Newman to give lectures there on the Oxford movement, a task which he disliked, but carried out in the hope of winning hesitating Tractarians to the Roman obedience. And many did come over as a result. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Angels of God are guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here. Heaven, this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle God of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Birmingham and London. These, even to this day, are the two most famous oratorian communities in the English-speaking world. If you go to London and you're taken to Brompton Road, you can visit there near Herod's, the Brompton Oratory, which is a tremendous church which Newman and Faber together Established, that wasn't the original church they built, but it was built later on. But they established an oratory and community in London, which grew eventually to its present location with its present church, with a statue of Newman in front. And when Newman was canonized, they had huge banners in front of it, celebrating the founder of their house and his canonization. But Newman never lived in London as a priest as an oratorian he was always in birmingham and this early history of the oratorian communities is very confusing because they didn't really have a fixed location we've seen they were at oscott old oscott that that seminary that had been going sort of secretly as publicly secretly from the 1700s they had now built a brand new seminary, the New Ascot by Pugin. He's, when you hear Pugin, he is the famous architect building in the Gothic style. And so Newman and his men were living at Old Ascot. And then Faber hears about Newman coming back from Rome with this great plan to be oratorians. And Faber decides after prayer and thinking, we should be oratorians. And he had all these men, these brothers of the will of God, and many of them, with Faber, decided to become oratorians. And so Newman unexpectedly had a lot more men to look after than he first thought. And as we just read, Faber had this existing college, this huge building, a kind of country mission that a very wealthy man, Lord Shrewsbury, had built and asked these Wilfridians to look after. And now, as oratorians, Newman thought they also had to look after it. And so he was really trying to figure out what to do, how to guide this large number of men that were now oratorians. And the thing is that Birmingham was not a major center of influence. Yes, it was growing. Yes, with huge numbers of new workers, with factories and things, it was becoming a sort of large industrial city but london was the huge important influential place and so the question became should we establish a house there well newman eventually decided yes we should and after a long thought and and many many different listings of people he came up with a way of splitting the community into two And Newman gave Faber some of the best men for the London House. And that house, over time, had great successes. Great successes in converting people, great successes in hearing confessions, in becoming a real center of religious life. And as we read Newman's life, we'll see that the house in Birmingham never, in his time, at least in the early years, achieved the same public success. They were never in the public eye the way the London house was. It was a quieter life, which was partly suited to Newman's own tastes. He always wanted time for prayer and study. And so when we think about this early part of Newman's life, he's convinced he's supposed to found the oratorians in the English-speaking world. He's convinced he's supposed to introduce it into England. He's full of a sense of his own mission. And then from the very beginning these unexpected guests come, an unexpected set of circumstances. And Newman had to try his best to work with what the Lord sent him. And we ask for the same grace. We did not come to do our own will. We are not promised that the plan which we thought we were carrying out, which we thought was God's will, will not get modified, will not get changed. Will things always seem perfect? No. Will things turn out seemingly contrary to us? Yes. But the Lord, as Newman says, knows what he's about. He may cast me among strangers. He may hide my future from me. But still, he knows what he's about. Our task is not to make things perfect. Our task is to work with what the Lord gives us. Our task is to try, with faith and reason, to make the most of the situations the Lord has put us in. We do not fully understand exactly why God is allowing things to go the way they are. But if we ask the saints to pray for us, especially saints like St. John Henry Newman, if we ask Father Faber to pray for us, then even when there seems to be human disagreements, even when there seems to be forces going in different directions, good people seemingly not quite on the same page, different hopes, different dreams, yet still kind of working on the same project. If we ask the saints to pray for us, then they who have been through this before will help us make the right decisions, will help us be at peace, and help us work together for the glory of God. Not our own glory, not in our own times, but in his time and the way he wants to be glorified. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.